Yo, it's DDP, and you're listening to Mark It Out. Bang! This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 466 of Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Thank you very much for listening to this on however you listen to your podcasts, your major podcasting applications. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars. We greatly appreciate it. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, Twitter.com slash Marking Out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash marknow11. You can email us at marknow1 at gmail.com and get our merch on the extended New Year sale at prowrestlingtees.com slash marknow. It goes on till yesterday. So thanks everybody for buying shirts. We're recording this. We're, we're we're recording this in segments this week. It's Tuesday. We're recording this, and then later in the week, Brandon and possibly Dave will be recording the SmackDown side of it. There'll be a Wednesday Night Wars this week, so we're giving you a lot of content to bring you into the new year. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Uh, we are also here with Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, as always. Awesome. That is good to hear. And Dave will be here later in the show, maybe, maybe. allegedly. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. So, Brandon, it's a new year. It's a new week. How has your week been since you uh, did the solo show last week? Uh, it's been pretty good. I didn't really do much. Just, uh, just checked out Wrestle Kingdom, but any uh, New Year's resolutions? No, I don't make those. Those are dumb. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love, I was listening to the New Day's podcast and Biggie was going on about how New Day, how uh, New Year's resolutions are stupid. They really and he are. is going to be, and he's going to be making New Year's regressions. Of things that he's, he's like, I'm going to be in toxic relationships and I'm going to eat unhealthy. This is a tweet from like three or four years back. And he's like, yep, and it still holds up to this day. So check out that great podcast, New Day Feel the Power podcast. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been trying to get Xavier Woods to co-host an episode of Mark and Out. <laughs> yeah, I, know but I don't think that's ever going to ever happen. You just got to be like, hey. You want to talk about how bad WWE 2K20 is? No, I mean, not even that. Although, I, I did you swear go over, to God. Did you go over that last week on the podcast? I, I didn't. I like, no as crap. soon as I finished recording and put it up, I was like, oh, you know what? I didn't talk about 2K20, but which was really funny because I, 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 after midnight last week, I literally went to go play 2K20, and the game kept crashing. And then I realized I saw other people talking about it on Twitter. Like, early on, I guess it, it, there was some bug or something in the server that that hosted 2K20 or something that caused it the Y2J it, bug. As soon as the clock struck 2020, it crashed the game for multiple parts. Wow. Like I could still play the game, but you couldn't like create anyone or do any of the originals like those the storyline things. Okay. Which was so like ridiculous, but they they fixed it within the day. Okay, that's good. But I swear, man, everything else, this game could possibly kill me. 
Because it's like you put so much effort and time into like a created superstar. And then when you finish that, it doesn't even like save properly. And no matter mm-hmm. how many times you go back in and like do the same, like change the color from white to green, it's still going to save as white. And for some reason it, it won't stick. And it just like eats away <laughs> at the inside at your of your soul. And then you like, you download a, a custom arena that looks fantastic on the, the, the community creations and it downloads with no logos. You download a, a created superstar. They have their face, but for some reason the face is off centered once it downloads. And when you go in to try to fix it, the face photo, non-existent, not there. Somehow they have it, but it's not there to choose. Brats. It's so Brats. crazy, but I'm hopeful. I'm still hopeful. Hopefully they fix it. I don't know. But how was your New Year's? Um, I went to bed. Well, no, New Year's was actually outstanding because we took the kids to Dave and Buster's. They had this like private New Year's party for kids where it was like, I think it was like 45 bucks. You get like a very kid centric buffet of like sliders and chicken fingers and mac and cheese. And... Sounds like stuff I'd rather eat. No, but the sliders are actually real good. They give you a $25 game card. They give you dessert. And you just go play games for like three hours. They do a countdown at like eight o'clock at night, and then uh, you know you do your thing. So it was awesome. Do it they, was a do lot they of count fun. down till eight, to eight, or do they count down like a, a fake midnight? A fake midnight, essentially. They play a bunch of music videos, and they're like, "Okay, ten, nine, eight, and then everybody blows their things off. And you know, it's came funny and, as like a, uh, a just like a, a test to see if the device would do it. I asked the Amazon Echo if they would do a New Year's Eve countdown. Okay. And she started doing it. And I was like, no, 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 I don't mean now. I meant like midnight. But she, and then now she just like won't do it. It was only that one, <laughs> that one night. But I, um, uh, before midnight, we watched, uh, you know, like kind of getting caught up with all of our shows, finished Stranger Things season three. Um, what else did we finish? Fuller House, the, the first half of the season. The next half is coming back, and that's the end of it. Yeah. Um, I had my Dogfish 120. Uh, right, uh, New Year's Eve tra- tradition. Last beer of the year is always Dogfish 120 because it's the best. Um, and then it's just New Year came in and it's just been work. Work, no, work, 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 work. No bubbling? No, you know what? And I got a coupon code for 20% off, but I'm like, I'm trying to be a little bit more frugal. Oh, I thought, because... you, I thought you purchased it. No, I didn't. Oh. I, I didn't. Um, so I'm trying to be a little bit more frugal with my spending. So, you know, um, I didn't purchase it at the moment. I will purchase it maybe for my anniversary or – well, I'm not going to even be here Valentine's Day. For the record, um, I see a lot of people posting it's bad. Well, do these people uh, these people have – are these people connoisseurs? I'm assuming it's – dude, it can't be good or it can't be great sparkling wine. No. I have, a, no I have, these, sm- I have these small little bottles of sparkling wine in my your fridge right now and they're just god awful yeah. um, and we went to the big we did go to the big apple circus on uh sunday with uh rachel's aunt which was awesome where is that it's in the lincoln center it's like they have a little like uh tent to like the back left of it um and the trapeze artists and the acrobats were like insane but what is it just a Cirque du Soleil basically at this point I wouldn't even call a Cirque du Soleil 
Cirque du Soleil. Um, but you know, they have like trapeze artists, and they have they had cats. They had cats. Had, I thought they don't do animals anymore. Well, these are like apparently rescue cats, but they had them doing like gimmicks and stuff like that. And they had this one guy doing backflips on the horses. And now coming to the ring, a cat that will meow. <laughs> I was like, I was just sitting there. I'm like, oh my god, is that Mr. Money? Who's Mr. Oh, <laughs> Teddy Hart's uh, cat. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think my, I think someone I know is like the announcer for. They won like a charity event, and I think they got to announce the event. Announce Mr. Money? No, announce the the circus. Oh no, no, I, the the top hat woman was. Uh, they did it was spectacular, but it was good. But other than that, it's just work, 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 and. I got to be a real travel guy recently, and I'm going to Florida for work. And you should you should vlog it. Nah, I'm good. Turn Marking Out into a vlog channel. Yeah, right. Hey guys, welcome back to Marking Out Vlog. Well, uh, I'm here I'm in doing, sunny Florida. Well, once I uh, come back, and then the weekend after, I have to go to Arizona for a bachelor party, and then I'm going to Texas for work too, which is going to be crazy. Um, a lot of traveling for me. Are you, know? you gonna eat, are you gonna eat rattlesnake in Texas? I mean, Arizona. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. It's like a very golf-centric bachelor party, and I don't golf. Oh, golf. I thought you said golf. I was like, we're going not, to like, it's we're an going inside to like We're going to like the, the, the Waste Management Open, which is like a big golf outing there. I keep calling it, want to call it the Municipal Waste Management Open. Do I know the person? You've met him before. That sucks. That That's like, <laughs> I don't know if they're listening to this, but that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> no, no, it, it's going to, it's going to be a good time. You know, I'm, I'm not a golf person. I don't get it, you know, but Hey, listen, I film sports for a living, so it probably won't be hard, but apparently the 18th hole is like happy Gilmore. Like it's really rowdy and stuff like there's, that. So. There's a clown. <laughs> <laughs> apparently there's a cloud. You got to go through an alligator to get to <laughs> I hope so. And if not, we're gonna, when we get out of that thing, we'd be like, that thing stunk. There was no clown in the 18th hole like Brandon told me to. Um, but other than that, it's just work, work, work. It's a busy week. Starting off the new year right by just kind of hustling. Um, and wrestling. And watching wrestling. And there's been a lot of wrestling this weekend. Brandon alluded to Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, friends of mine on the Friends Beer podcast. Friend Beers podcast went to that uh, ICW show in Jersey. Oh, you heard about that, that? that? Was was that like the night of Wrestle Kingdom? Also? That was the night of Wrestle Kingdom. The ropes were chains. Yeah, I saw. It that. was Nick Gage versus Tessa Blanchard. Uh, but they do a, allegedly they do a full rundown of the show. Uh, so go check it out, Friend Beer podcast. Anthony, I'm still waiting for my invite. Yeah, Chris drinks. Yeah, I'm drinking. You want to talk, talk about drinking beers? So I'm on my way home from work this evening and my father-in-law the blessed man that he is sends me a text message and goes hey chris half price beer at best market you should go check it out and me being a man of the drink i'm like yeah i'll check it out tomorrow he's like it's half price beer chris i'm like yeah you're right so i went there and i spent 25 dollars on about four six packs that range between anywhere between 10 to 15 dollars so cheers to this golden monkey that i'm drinking beautiful um, that's, so that's what's Chris drinking. Uh, I'm going to stop talking cause I'm talking a lot right now. I, we don't do this on the Wednesday night wars. That's coming this Thursday. So check that out, which they won't even they'll hear this after. That. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for listening to Wednesday night wars. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 14, two nights from the Tokyo Dome. Um, both shows were more than five hours long. It sucks that, like, I, I just, I wish one day that I could just go to Japan. I looked at flights, like, not that I would ever, like, go. That's not, like, a reality for me. Why not? That's, like, a... That's a bucket list thing for me. I yeah, want to well, to- no, no, it's a okay. bucket list item, which means it's not really reality. <laughs> but I looked at flights at like single flights, like one way or like two thousand plus bucks, and I'm like, what? Yeah, that's like a, you do that once, but apparently, but, uh, I mean, there are people who they have like, and it's funny because apparently there's like a foreigner section. Where oh, they, really? Where they sold tickets to, like, all the foreigners, like, people from the United States and everything, oh, and they sat in, like, one section. They also had a uh, a ladies-only section, which I thought was interesting. I went, they definitely had bidets everywhere. <laughs> um, uh, why do I – I feel like – oh, I saw Gene Simmons tweet about that once. About bidets? Yeah, because <laughs> they I were said. in Japan. I think they might have played the Dome. <laughs> hey, everybody, look at my – look at my bidet. <laughs> Because I, I recently you see every, back, yeah. he, he was trending because of because uh, he puts ice cubes in his cereal, which I don't understand it. I don't. I say don't knock until you try it. I didn't try it yet, but I'll, I'm willing to. It may be apparently it, it enhances the the milk. It it keeps it uh, cold the whole time to the uh, to the proper temperature of drinking uh, or of eating cereal. I don't really drink that much milk. I drink almond milk. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I can't I, stand that sort of. Gimmick. I had Cocoa Puffs today. They were great. Yeah, not a. Uh, I mean, Cocoa Puff, Puffs are okay. But... Poofs? Yeah. Puffs? Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Cocoa Puffs. Billy Mays here with Cocoa Puffs. I was doing, I was doing a Jericho, but. Okay, oh, but anyway. Billy Mays here. Yeah, let's get on to some Wrestle Kingdom talk. And I, I think the big thing out of the two nights, I know we want to go like night by night, but like this is the one thing that kind of transcended both nights was the end. Of Jushin Thunder Liger. He lost both matches. Which I really, I, I do hope that it's not the end, the end. It is the end of them. I, I don't know. I just, I can't, I just can't fathom. Like, it's not, because when I got into wrestling, obviously I didn't know who Jushin Liger was because I didn't watch WCW. Or, he, I don't even think he was around WCW at the time I started watching wrestling. Yeah, he was. But, well, he was. I remember him in WCW. That's what I. Where yeah, but I he was. Him. He wasn't there like ninety seven, ninety eight though. I don't think was he. I I forget. I have to go back. I might have to go back and watch some Jushin Thunder Liger matches. Tonight. But like when you go at when you actually do go back and like watch all those matches and it's like oh my god this guy is like incredible. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree. And it's kind of bought. It's you know he it was in two big. He was in an eight man match with a bunch of legends, and then the second night he was in a tag team match where he took the pinfall against Takahashi, who returns the night before. Which I mean, you could say like certain people want to go over in their retirement match, but the fact that it's like it's kind of like a passing of the torch. Yeah. Takahashi getting a pin on the on Liger's last match, saying, "Okay, here now you take the ball and run with it," you know, because that's something big that now Takahashi, who had a serious neck injury, which they didn't even mention, they they didn't mention that at all on commentary. I know, maybe they don't, maybe they're maybe they don't want to play up the injury card with him. I, I feel like even it's not even like an injury card; it's like he broke his neck and returned to to wrestling. 
Do we say like her ankle broke his freaking neck? Like I think that's something that you should a hundred percent like. It's like a no brainer to me to mention. And then they didn't even mention which I I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't have, or maybe they should have. I don't know. He won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I thought it was cool because Jushin Liger, I believe, holds the the record of, of that title. Yeah, he's an eleven-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. I didn't. Ha- I learned something today. And the only one that comes close to that is Tiger Mask at six, tied with Kushida. And it's like, yeah. how do you not mention that? I don't know. I, maybe they. I don't know. But apparently, like what I was, what I was reading because I didn't watch, I didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom. I know you watched it. Apparently, there was like the commentators were sobbing. After the Liger retirement match, I were you, don't. Were you crying that. a little bit? No, I wasn't. You sure? I just you thought it was. I just on? thought it was. No, I didn't. But I thought it was. Which is funny because <laughs> when I ordered, <laughs> you had your mask like, on while you were ordering it. No, when you like now that you mentioned that back in what was it two thousand twelve? Was it maybe two thousand? Let's see. Was it what was the Wrestle Kingdom that they had on pay per view with GFW? Oh, I have. I don't I think remember. It was, I, I think it was 2016, actually, with uh, Wrestle Kingdom 10. It might have been that one. Okay. But oh, wait, like Jarrett was involved with it, and they put it on pay per view, and you and Dave staved up for it. Yeah, and while before I uh, had that one, actually, it might have been Wrestle Kingdom 9. But I was actually I wearing. I was wearing. A, a, I was wearing a Jushin Liger mask before the event. I remember that. <laughs> just walking around your house hey guys what's going on um a lot of title changes as we have new iwgp tag team champions which finn juice juice robinson and david finley defeated the gorillas of destiny which i still can't get over the fact that he cut his hair juice oh, robinson juice? yeah hey listen but like like lance archer has the dreads now too or so you can't yeah, his, to... his are like different his is kind of like if you took if you took the top of Psycho Clown's hair on his mask and planted it onto uh, Archer's head with a uh, dread or two. Okay. And it's funny because Lance Archer's hair was like matching the, the, the pants that Tiger Mask wore the night. Well, I mean the same night, I guess. Well, yeah, no, well, they lost. Uh, it was him, uh, Fujinami, Sasuke, and Tiger Mask. They lost to Takuchi, uh, Takiawa. Oni, Ot- Otani, Otani, and San and well, I can't even. Know. And Sano, which was really cool to see because Fujinami, like the the inventor of the dragon sleeper, locked in a dragon sleeper, and it's like you can't, like, I can't even like fathom seeing something like that live. It's cool. Yeah, uh, more title changes as John Moxley is now a two-time IWGP United States champion picking up the victory over Lance Archer in a Texas death match, knocking him out. Renee Young was ringside, allegedly. I didn't see it. Did you see it? I didn't see her ringside. I know she was posting pictures. Well, she was tagged in pictures, at least, from, like, around the Allegedly, she was there, so. No, I definitely, not allegedly, I definitely know she was at the Tokyo Dome for that. Well, I didn't see it, so. But it's, Um, like, everyone's, like, oh, like four and a half star match, blah, blah, blah. I didn't think this was that like impressive that I was expecting way more 
I have to. I, I want to watch it. And I don't understand why. Like, I, I don't know if it, maybe John Moxie like requested it or something. But why a death match? Uh, I, I don't, don't know. I don't get it. it. And there wasn't. It there wasn't like that much like to it. I didn't. I just didn't get it. I don't know why. I don't know. And then to his reign makes no sense either. Like they took the title from him because he couldn't make that other show because of the, what was it? A tsunami at one point. And yeah, the tsunami and also uh, a typhoon, not a tsunami, a typhoon. Okay. So they took the title off of him only to have Lance Archer win a vacated championship, which was a no DQ match. And then they he defends it the next time is against Moxley and Moxley picks it back up. I yeah. don't know. This title's not uh, not really doing it for me. I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. It's it's a way to get more uh, more gaijin over to Japan. Uh, we mentioned it. Briefly, Takahashi defeated Will Ospreay. He is now the IWG Junior Heavyweight Champion. Kudo to him. Which I think New- they they have that that spot of the the both nights for me. I think why where uh, Osprey went and did like the the dive over the ropes into like the German suplex, but Takahashi reversed it, and then uh, Will like ran up or whatever, and and uh, Takahashi threw him into the ring. And without, like, losing any momentum or something, he just, like, went and then did the same spot and actually connected with it. I thought it was really cool. Nice. I have to I have to go back and watch it. Um, new IWGP Intercontinental Champion on night one is Naito defeated Jay White. So, pretty cool here. And especially beating somebody like Jay White, former IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Which, um, this was annoying to me, too, is the fact that they didn't mention that with this victory for Naito, he ties for the most victories, number of reigns, Nakamura. Good. Like, how do you, but I just don't, I don't get how you don't mention things like that. Because they don't, which I shouldn't say they didn't mention. They didn't mention it until like way after the fact they mentioned it on night two. That I remember, but. Uh, All right. Um, And then made of it, which I was surprised with. Because if you fought, you know, you, I would assume that Ibushi was going to win this match, but Okada picks up the victory over Kota Ibushi. Um, yeah, where he keeps his reign going from uh, April when he won it at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, Brandon. there were there were a few MSG references, at least one I know. <laughs> so that was cool. Did you watch it in English or the? Oh Japanese? yeah, no, I can't watch it in Japanese, and I wouldn't hear. I wouldn't know what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so that was night one. Night two, more title changes as Rapungi 3K defeated Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmo to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Uh, I feel like every single time I see Rapungi 3K and I pay attention to New Japan, they're the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Uh, have they? I thought that was their first reign. No, I feel like they've won it before. I'll, I'll we'll go back and look at it. Um, you had Zack Sabre Jr. successfully defend his British, British heavyweight championship against Sonata. You're, John, you're right, by the way. I am right. Moxley! By the way, I love the fact that uh, Justin Roberts is uh, getting royalties off of uh, that. 
off of a John Cena reference. Of a John Cena reference, yes, WWE. But John Moxley defeats Juice Robinson. They, by the way, were uh, it's their fourth reign. Told you, it was, yeah. I feel like they've had it every single time since they came, since they've reinvented themselves. Because they came in as young boys. I remember then. I remember that. And then they came back as Rapunky 3K with Rocky Romero. They came out shiny, happy pants and stuff like that. Which, by the way, Juice Robinson, now that she's, like, shiny, happy or whatever, his, like, his gear is, like, straight-up fashion police, which is so weird. Why is it fashion police? It's, like, uh, he comes out wearing uh, a police hat, although the the top of it has, like, pom-poms glued onto it, so it kind of looks like the Up balloons. Like the house house from from, uh, Up. I remember that. Great movie. But, uh, yeah, and then he's just like, he just looks like he would fit in with Dango and Breeze. Hey, maybe maybe he's just getting ready for it. Maybe. But after this match ends, which also this match, they were using like chairs and stuff. And I was like, I don't, I, maybe I just don't get the rules. But after this match ends, Moxley's in the ring and music hits. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And Minoru Suzuki comes out and, like, yells at Ambrose or whatever, strips down. I was like, holy crap, are we uh, at Moxley? Sorry. He strips down, and I'm like, oh, my God, are we about to see, like, an instant match, like, on-the-spot match? He goes into the ring, starts beating the crap out of him, and I legit thought we were about to get – because the bell rang. (laughs) And I thought we were going to get a match, but then they started, like, doing – like, ringing it more and more. Yeah, the Paul part and, and stuff like that. I swear, if you were on Twitter at that moment, everyone's like, holy crap, we're getting this match right now. Now they'll say, They're going to save that for the next big... Maybe they'll save that for like April or so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when they'll do that, but uh, I think at the, the night after, I think that uh, Moxley might have gotten the one-up on Suzuki at New Year's okay. Dash. All right. New Never Openweight Championship as Goto defeated Kenta. Yeah, um, which uh, everything then like relied on Jay White to get the victory for the Bullet Club because every single Bullet Club match was a loss. Yeah, the fall from grace of the Bullet Club. And we were talking about this before we aired. It's like I really haven't paid attention to the Bullet Club since Anderson and Gallows left. That was always my favorite. Like, the, like everybody has their like favorite inception of the Bullet Club. There's like the Young Buckers and then – there's the ones where like Jeff Jarrett was uh, a member, and who was the other guy that didn't have any sort of the GFW? Scott Demore. That was oh it. yeah. Um, but my, my my favorite inception of Bullet Club, and I've been wearing my Bullet Club sweatshirt that I got from ProWrestlingTees.com a lot recently, um, is the original with uh, Ferg and Gals and Anderson. Always my favorite. But Jay White does pick up the victory over Ibushi. But, like, I don't get, like, I don't get this. Like, they popped up Ibushi. Ibushi looks like a million bucks. Yeah, like, you know. That's, like, he's, and, a, he's a, he's a good-looking Japanese man who should be the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. He should have won at night one, but he didn't for some reason. And then he, he suffers two big losses uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. Like, like, where do you go now with Ibushi? I think it was during, like, a press thing that... Abushi said there's many said he said something like there's many ways to impress wrestling fans than just wrestling in Japan or something. I'm I know I'm getting that completely wrong. But it kind of sounded like whatever like I read he said sounded like he's like going somewhere here. 
ish. Oh yeah, maybe he's going to AEW. But I I don't know exactly. I don't know if he's just teasing that or whatnot. He's just letting them. He just wants to let the marks know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, next match. Well, well, Jay White picks up the victory and gets that only win for the Bullet Club. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had the goat himself, Chris Jericho. No one else is the goat. Tom Brady's not the goat. Yeah, he thank lost. God. Am I right? I, don't, yeah. I still, I still have zero clue. He gets, he gets caught cheating, and gets reinstated. Gets what? Suspended for how many games was he? Come Four, on, I think. get out of here. No, no. If you get caught cheating, you get caught cheating. You get suspended for life. That's well. My listen, opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about hearing about the Astros, about how they're gonna get. You know, fines, and also now the Red Sox coming out during the uh, two thousand their two thousand uh, their World Series run recently, coming out they're being outed, which is great. Um, but let's talk about the real goat here, Chris Jericho, best of all time, better than Flair, better than Shawn Michaels. I'm I'm calling right now, huge win, making Tanahashi tap via submission. This was the only submission on the show, and the second out. Of, out of two submissions, out of the two, this is a big. This is a big statement for Chris Jericho. If Tanahashi won this, he would have got a chance at Jericho's AEW World Championship. But allegedly, it's saying that there was never a door opened for talks between New Japan and AEW. The Bucks coming out and saying that Chris Jericho saying we want to work with you guys. Let's make a lot of money. We could do that all over the world. But, but even- it doesn't seem. But it doesn't seem like AEW wants to do that. It is weird also because, like, normally in Jericho's, like, post-match Japanese interviews, he's, like, yelling, cursing, screaming. He was very... He was calm and saying, like, like I want want to... Like 2009 suit and tie Jericho. Yeah, but he was saying, like, I want to give... I'd be honored to wrestle Tanahashi again. I'd be honored to put the AEW championship. I'd be honored to wrestle... Naito, I'd be honored to to wrestle Okada for the AEW championship. So it's like weird that like we're we're getting fed like two different things almost. There has to be some sort of like bad blood between New. I was think I've been thinking about this for a couple of days. New Japan and AEW because like the the forefront guys of AEW, the Cody's and the Bucks and everybody like that, they were. At like the forefront of helping secure this MSG show, a hundred percent, yeah. And then they all just like, went away. It's, it's all in, all in, a hundred percent solidified that. Yeah, and, but then all those guys went away. None of those guys were on the card, at, or even like a thought. Yeah, they, they weren't. Show. They weren't in Ring of Honor, and they weren't. They they ended their stuff with. I think the exception of Omega. Right, Omega was still around no. in April for for New Japan, no. wasn't he? He wasn't there. No, but but he was still around for New Japan, I thought. I think maybe did a couple shots, but he wasn't as full-time as he was. Regardless, that's to ProWrestlingTees.com. I would like to – I mean, I always like seeing New Japan in the United States. I know they don't have a TV deal now in the United States. I know they're doing this Fight Club, Fight TV exclusive thing, but I would like to see them on TV more. And what – but here's the thing. AEW only has two hours of television a week. Not, I don't not even. Not even two. Yeah. Whatever. Regardless. That's three. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bark It Out. This would be a great vessel. Maybe have one New Japan match a week. Bring over a couple guys. You know, like, bring over your Pungi 3K to face some 
if it's John Silver and Alex Reynolds, you know, have a, a highlight match for New, Jap- New Japan, but it doesn't look like that's the way that it's going. Honestly, like they they were they didn't announce any like American dates during the the show, but they definitely like I think they said more dates to come. So I assume there's going to be some U.S. dates given the fact that they have that dojo and everything. Yeah, true. But. I, I think, honestly, they should just... I know they're doing the Fantastica Mania or whatever it is with CMLL, and they do have like somewhat of a partnership with them. They should just run the garden. Mm. Just, do, just do New Japan and CMLL. Do a dual show there. But don't they want to do that WrestleMania weekends in Tampa? No, but it doesn't even have to be. Because if you're... I don't think New Japan... It, I think that'd be like a weird spot. There's so much wrestling going on in in Tampa this year that yeah. it's like it's it's it'd be such a weird placement that yes I think they should like maybe um, they should probably want presence down there during WrestleMania weekend but I don't think they need it listen everything is going to get overshadowed with the fact that one of the Funkadactyls is coming back to wrestling which yeah, uh, not I Naomi the other one Cameron yeah What's Cameron Ariana Andrews yeah she's coming back to wrestling that's the only thing that matters more important more importantly from that uh from Effie's show is that he's got Razor Ramon Hardgay there. And I know, what? yes, there's a character, there's a, a wrestler, Razor Ramon Hardgay. And that's what he wrestles as. He wrestles and he, he does like street bits and everything too. And on that note, let's take, get to the main events of Night 2 of Wrestle Kingdom. We have the first champ champ in IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental history as Naito Picks up the victory over Okada, ending his reign since April in a 35-minute slugfest. He is now the champ champ. Good for Naito. I would have loved to seen like the pomp and circumstance, him getting this big win, hold up the two belts, but he is interrupted by Kenta. Yeah, completely unexpected. Kenta comes out, lays Naito out, does the whole like sits on him and everything, and challenge basically challenges him for the two championships. I don't think they should do this just yet. Uh, well, th- yeah, and it's, it's funny prior prior to this when after Jay White won, I was like, I'm like, to me, Bullet Club's dead anyway. And then Kenta came out, I was like, oh, wait a minute, maybe there's some fire here. Maybe there's new breath in the Bullet Club. Maybe they're gonna have Kenta feuding with Jay White over who's the leader. I don't know what's what, but that got me interested. And I thought yeah. it was funny after in the, the press conference, Naito was asked about Kenta and he goes, he goes, but really my thoughts on Kenta, good at Twitter, failed in America with a certain promotion, was a big fish in a different company once. That's about it. I'm not making fun of him. I just haven't been in, in the ring with him much. But I just thought it was really funny that it's like good at Twitter, failed in America. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't. I don't feel like it's Kenta's fault that he. Oh, not a hard, no, because he got injured twice. He got injured a lot. Yeah, that's it. But overall, two day wrestling event. What are you? What are your thoughts on this? I thought. See, a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, this match was great. This match was great. They, all the matches were good, but not all of. The, I don't think they were all like five star, like incredible matches. There, like there yeah. weren't any. There weren't any duds to me. That's the. That's a. That's like a. I could say that. But I don't think it was like every match was like a five-star match. Yeah. But I definitely, I would love to be in Japan for Wrestle Kingdom one day. 
and see all the stuff. It's cool to like see that. I, that that's that's like a culture. bucket list trip for me. Like, I would love to go to Japan. I want to go to Ribera. I want to go to Totokan. I want to go to the what, Tokyo what, Dome. What is Totokan? Totokan's like this ginormous, uh, like, um, action figure store. Oh, that place. Yeah. Yeah, and they have like old like vintage stuff and posters and stuff like that. I want to sit on a real day. <laughs> oh my god! I took a trip to Japan to sit on a bidet. That's it. I, That's I thought with this this main event though, I thought for sure Okada was going over because he's running the torch in the 2020 Olympics. Maybe they he needs to maybe get uh, some time uh, doing some running. Which, no, but, like, that also made me think, like, maybe but, like, Okada... I feel like, like Naido's a, a perfect candidate for holding both titles. Yeah, I'm it's not like, I'm not knocking him at all, which just means, like, Okada might be, like, that that much of a, like, a huge superstar over there. A huge wrestler that, like, he doesn't need the championship in order to, to showcase... The sport. Yeah, in order to showcase New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't think yeah. he might not even need that. I agree. So, all in all, Wrestle Kingdom 14 gets the two thumbs up from Brandon. He enjoyed it. He cried a little bit when Liger uh, no, got pinned. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, did, I thought it was cool that the uh, the night after at New Year's Dash or the day after. The times are so weird, by the way. They started, like, the the first night started, I think it was, like, 3 a.m., and then the next night started at, at midnight here. But, like, that translates to, like, 9 o'clock there and then or something like that it's like a, a weird time that they started 7 okay. 7 p.m or something or, or it started at like 4 p.m okay i thought it was hey, weird. Listen, and, then it, and it was over it, it was over by like 9 p.m for them but i thought i thought it was cool during new year's dash during the uh like the, they had like the whole retirement ceremony for liger i saw kushida and it says wwe slash nxt kushida he was there? No, sent uh, flowers. So I don't know if it's like Kushida and WWE and NXT. Uh, or if it was just Kushida. Because I know Ring of Honor sent flowers. I, I, I happened to notice that AEW put out a tweet but did not we got hundred. We got 100 likes. More than, our, more than 100. This is a record, uh, record yeah, Instagram. Yeah, our, our terrible Instagram account. I wouldn't say it's terrible, but. I mean, we don't get a lot. Of, we, we, we're, we're Twitter people, folks. Yeah. Uh, we forced Brandon to do this because uh, he's our social media ambassador. He's an influencer. <laughs> I am. Oh, so many people enjoyed my post about Liger. So let's uh, let's hop on a plane. Let's take a two thousand dollar plane back uh, across the ponds over Hawaii, over uh, United States, and let's head back down to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, for Monday night. Nitro. All right, bring this in while I go grab a beer, another beer, delicious beer, and talk about what happened on the opening of Monday Night Raw. Well, how long is this beer going to be? Three seconds. Three seconds. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman opened Monday Night Raw, which Heyman's sitting there, standing there, I should say, cutting his long promo about who should face Brock Lesnar for the WWE Champion. Okay. All right, it was sick. I apologize. So Heyman was relaying Brock Lesnar's message saying that there's not one person on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT man enough to face him. 
And here's about the time, well, probably even before that, as soon as they came out talking about who should face Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship, as a joke, I tweeted out Brock Lesnar should enter the Royal Rumble as WWE Champion. And then Brock Lesnar entered the Royal Rumble as champion. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. I thought it was hilarious. It's, so he not only is he entering the Royal Rumble as WWE champion, he's putting the championship on the line, and no, he's, he's coming not in it on the line. Yes, it's, it's on the line, and he's coming in at number one. So no matter what, if Lesnar basically has to go through the whole thirty people in order, or twenty nine other people to actually retain that championship. No, he's not putting it on the line. He's just going in first. Who said That's that? It. That's 100% false. It's 100% on the line. Want a big O slap at him? I don't, but I'm where, – like, where are you seeing that it's not? I was – I think I, I watched it back and then I was also listening to Busted Open today and they made no mention whatsoever about the WWE Championship being on the line. Um, there's like it, – it, it has to be on the line. Now, Royal Rumble. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, yeah, it says for a world. Well, this is not updated. What's not updated? The the Wikipedia page. Yeah, no, it doesn't say Brock's compete in Rumble, Royal Rumble match at number one. That's it. That's all it says. It says thirty men will fight for the opportunity at Sports Entertainment Immortality. That's it. Doesn't say that's from it's not where the winner of the massive melee will go on to challenge. For the world championship at WrestleMania 36. The following people have entered the Royal Rumble match. WWE champion Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Eric Rowan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre. Wait, so... So then it means that the... the So then it's a number one contender match? It's what That's, it was. I think it's a number one contender match then. Yeah, so let's say... Well, who, let's say Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble, which I hope he does. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I appreciate everything that Brock Lesnar does. I'm not a Brock Lesnar fan, though. I've never been a Brock Lesnar fan. I just, I'm not a fan of his style. I don't, I don't know what it is about Brock Lesnar. I just don't, I don't get it. Don't get that what the hype is around Brock Lesnar. Um, but let's say Brock Lesnar wins. He can go on a challenge defeat in WrestleMania. Is that a marquee match? No, it's not. But let's say, and this is things I was listening to today on Busted Open. Let's say your number, your number, the number thirty spot, spot. Yep. In the Royal Rumble is always like the oh my god, who's gonna come out now? Let they were saying, what if number thirty is CM Punk? Oh. I don't think it's gonna be a CM Punk. CM Punk eliminates Lesnar. CM Punk gets eliminated by somebody. You know, it's. I, I'm still saying Roman Reigns is winning the Royal Rumble this year. He's going on the face to fiends. No one's mentioned it yet, but I think that's what's happening. What if, uh, what if Hulk Hogan wins with the help of Ric Flair dragging Brock Lesnar over the top rope, kind of paying, repaying him at uh, Royal Rumble '92? Or this is what they said also too. This is also thing too. What if Dio Madden? Enters the Royal Rumble and eliminates Brock Lesnar, yeah. a la Maven and the Undertaker. I, I saw Dio tweet out, like, how do I get number two? Yeah. But I, I, I can't see that happening. I think more realistically, um, Brock doesn't last the full match, and 
Cain Velasquez eliminates him, setting up Cain versus Brock for the title at Mania. Cain Brock too. Yeah, but no one wants to see that uh, either. You know, if, if, and, if and they nothing more than that today, it's like it's January, and we haven't heard any rumblings about alleged WrestleMania matches. Well, if they if they do have Kane versus Brock again, and they actually let the match be like an actual match, not what we saw at Saudi Arabia, and actually or, have Kane do moves that he I've seen him physically with my own eyes do, like lucha style, then I like I'd be fine with that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm still hopeful for a uh, a twenty seven. Surprise entrance spot of Edge, but there's. I feel like there's going to be a lot of surprises. What if the surprise entrance is Matt Riddle? Yeah, I saw. I saw Matt, people saying they want Matt Riddle to come out and face Matt Brock. Riddle versus Brock Lesnar. Matt, Matt, like Matt Riddle's doing things in NXT, but I feel like he could transcend it, and that would be a a marquee matchup. This guy. Brock Lesnar, who is this ginormous star in UFC, and then there's Matt Riddle, who had a cup of coffee in UFC and got fired. You know, having this marquee matchup, but that's as again, that's not a main event to WrestleMania. I I still think Drew McIntyre could win it. Drew McIntyre could do it. I feel like he's slowly but surely going over into a babyface role. Yeah, this that night tonight, that Monday Night Raw was like. Very strange to me, especially with, with the Claymore. How he's doing the countdown for it? It's getting that over. Um, so, but anyway, Brock Lesnar's entering number one of the Royal Rumble. I don't know why. I thought. That, I mean, I of course I assume that the title would be on the line. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that threw me for a loop. But the uh, first match of the evening we saw was Andrade defending and defeating Rey Mysterio. Uh, defending the U.S. Championship, I should say, defeating Mysterio, and uh, this was just another really good match. Yeah, they put, the, you know, the the spot with Selena Vega on the outside, or Molina if you're Jerry Lawler. Well, yeah, <laughs> I thought even even like, like before that though, they had that spot where Andrade uh, Mysterio was up on Andrade's shoulders and he like rolled forward, and they both yeah. rolled outside of the ring and he stayed on Andrade's shoulders. And then he sent him into the steps. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. A bigger story after the match. Ripping off Rey Mysterio's mask. Trying to get full heel heat. And celebrating. Um, so Yeah. Also, I mean, during the match, even Rey Mysterio kind of won. And John yeah. Cone, who did you, by the way, see that stuff from Up Up Downtown? No, I didn't. John Cone used to be a worker, apparently. A wrestler. And apparently went on to up, up, down, down and said, they'll never find it. And like within minutes, people found like everything from John Cone's wrestling history. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it was like bizarre, but I thought it was funny. But uh, the, this match, the whole match, I thought was really good, except for the ending because of uh, it was like an awkward, like John Cone sent Rey Mysterio out. Like he broke up the Hammerlock DDT for mm-hmm. like no reason and then sent. Rey Mysterio back out to like check on Zelina Vega before the finish. So I thought that was weird, but and it was cool. Like uh, later in the night, um, Rey Mysterio uh, was was Andrade was doing a promo and Rey Mysterio attacked 
yeah. like, beat the hell the out title. of Andrade and took the took his mask back. I thought that was really cool. And he had to be pulled off of Andrade. Good. Keep this keep this going because they put great content out. Yeah. Match. Great wrestling matches. Matchup next for the WWE ROM Tag Team Championships. Viking Raiders retained over Street Profits and the OC. Three awesome tag Yeah, teams. and it was a good match, which was also really nice to hear the crowd tra- chanting for the Street Profits. Yeah, because they're over. And when they said that we want the smoke, everyone was going for it. Which I still I have think no great. idea what that really means, but... I Didn't we talk we about We did, yeah. I think we even looked it up. Yeah, we did. I, we did. I have a shirt that says one time, it. Oh, you bought that? I did. I did buy it. And I went, I, we went out one night, me, Dave, Dan, and Dan's... Oh, uh, Dan's wife, uh, Lote. Dan's a legend. <laughs> Dan's a legend wife. <laughs> no. Um, but we went out one night, and she was just looking at the shirt. I'm like, it's a wrestling shirt. Yes, it looks like a, a 90s rap album. You're absolutely right. I liked and then I liked all the uh, the constant tagging that they did in this. Yeah, it was. this was tag team wrestling at its finest. The one thing that I didn't get, though, was the hot tag spot between Montez and and Eric. I yeah. thought that was weird to, like, hot tag to another team. Yeah, but anyway, Viking Raiders pick up the victory. Who's going to beat the Viking Raiders now? Us. Me and uh, you? We're going to be taking them? joke. That's what Ryder tweeted out. <laughs> they they hey, tweeted listen. out who's next for them, and he, he wrote us. Hey, I, you, know, you know us. Who, like, realistically, right, though, who you. could it be? A hawk and the rider, but not to beat. Actually, I don't know. Beat him! Come on, let's beat him. But Brandon, me and you, we're going to performance center next week. We start training. Yeah, let me give Rocky a call. Yeah, give Rocky Johnson a call. Hey, what's this bridge? Up next, Becky Lynch cuts a promo, basically very heartfelt, but kind of doubting her choice to challenge Oscar. Right? Is that what how it came across to you? Yeah, and then Oscar came out, yelled at her, and she got into the ring, went to yell at her at well, to, like face to face, all, and then she got. Do you? Decked. They they played the video package from Raw Rumble of last year, yeah, yeah. where Oscar submits Becky Lynch. Yeah. Do you like this like version of Oscar though? Oh, like, I'm such a fan of this. Yes, I'm such a fan of this version of Oscar. I don't know if that sounds like sarcasm or anything. I said sarcasm. Weird. <laughs> sarcasm. <laughs> sarcasm. I, I don't know if it's if, if that sounds sarcastic or not, but uh, I, I'm Sarca- such a sarcastic? I'm such a fan of this version of Oscar. It just it kind of sucks that Kyrie's out with the injury. So yeah, well that's that's the women's division in that. But show. I'm I'm glad they're not taking the titles off. But yeah, amen. They're just not even talking it, about it. Pretty much, yeah. But it was it was yeah. a weird spot though that like Becky just like knocked her out because it was kind of like I feel like that's like a very because I mean Lacey Evans finisher is that so. It kind of seemed like they just recently did this. So. Yeah. But up next, backstage, you had uh, Eric Rowan walking, and Mojo walks up to him begging, like, please let me just see what's in the cage, man. What's in the box? And Eric Rowan goes, you know what? Fine, but don't tell anyone. And Mojo looks and, like, freaks out, which leads into Eric Rowan having a match and defeating KJ Orso. Local enhancement. Shout talent. out to uh, we, I, we, listen. Let, 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 the most important thing here is we got a shout out to Eric Rowan's shirt. Oh, oh. He's wearing a despised icon shirt, which is of course a metal band. 
metal band based out of Montreal, Canada. Shout out to our friend Eric. <laughs> Eric and all the Montreal. And go so during this during this match, which doesn't exist, anymore, yeah, that exists. Yeah, buy the shirt. Uh, on, Eric Rowan drags uh, drags the guy outside before the the match starts, but he escapes to like show him what's in the cage. But the guy gets back into the ring and stupidly like challenges Rowan to a fight, which the match ends after three moves, and Rowan drags him over anyway to see what's in the cage, and the dude freaks out, got blood all over his face. It looked like orange mist. Orange mist. Which, by the way, that's the orange mist. Uh, that Rusev Day shirt and Orange Cassidy's t-shirt look almost identical to me. Yeah, I crush everything. And then just, what does his say? Orange. So what do you think? Me. What do you think's in the cage, Brandon? I, Luke Harper's severed head? I have no idea. You think it's a demon gorg? A demigorgon or whatever? That's what mm-hmm. I originally tweeted out as, a, as like a joke, obviously, but. I I don't I can't fathom like whatever is under there. It has to be like, it has to be like a hand. Do you think it's May Young? It stuff? can't be something like that because like everyone's just like grown over it. It has to be something big. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it could be. That like what spits what spits blood? Doesn't there? That's even Yeah, but isn't there like an animal that spits blood? Like a lizard or something? A velociraptor? No. Oh, oh my, my god! god. A he's, velociraptor. He's what? He's gone to Jurassic Park. And got the, the and got blue. You know we you and know we only babies. know what dinosaurs sound like because Steven Spielberg tells us that's what they sound like. <laughs> Which is a great score by John Williams. <laughs> Let's go on to the next match. AJ Styles defeated Akira Tozawa. I I'm loving the spot that they're putting Akira Tozawa in like recently. Yeah, but they're giving him good matches. On Monday Night Raw, yes, he's getting defeated, but still, the bigger the bigger thing out of this was the fact that AJ finished the match with an RKO. Yeah, I like this angle. I liked it a lot, and I think I said this to you last week. When I said AJ should start using the RKO if Randy Orton was actually going to be injured, but he's not injured, which pisses me. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, I seriously was, because you're telling me Edge is coming out. I'm screaming at you via text message. <laughs> But, yeah, so uh, he went to end the match with a Styles Clash and then stopped, and he hits him with the rope-hung DDT that Orton does and then picks him up. Well, not even picks him up. He does the Orton's taunt for the RKO. Yeah. So I guess we're – I you, you spoke about it earlier about how there's no WrestleMania 36 buildup. That's, a to me, WrestleMania 36, even though we just saw That's it. That's the only match. Is it Randy Orton versus AJ Styles? Yeah. This is the second year Which, in a row. I Maybe they forgot. I have no idea. I hope it's not like the match they had at MSG because it was so boring. Really? I see. I enjoyed their match at Mania. So, and I, I think a hundred percent. I think both of them could put on a fantastic match together. I just I, I wasn't oh, no, there. Oh no, hundred percent. But it was just it was. It should have been earlier in the card. That's just me nitpicking. Um, but after this match, someone jumps into the ring and gets tackled by security. Which turns out to be the guy that married Lashley and Lana or tried to marry them last week. Which uh, led into Lashley and Lana's wedding part two. Which I think apparently WWE is saying that they like meant for that to happen. Yeah, okay. uh, like they meant to have security jump the guy. I've <laughs> No mention of Liv Morgan. 
Well, yeah, no mention of Liv Morgan during this segment, but Rusev cuts this off after an awkward wedding. They end up getting married. Lana's like yelling. Gr- Rusev's green screen. Dude, it's so it's stupid. It's so stupid that he's like, oh, I took our vacation. I took our honeymoon because you weren't going to take it, blah, blah, blah. And like, meanwhile, the ocean's not moving. The tree's not even moving. Which Lashley then challenges Rusev to. Uh... A match next week. Yeah, which. <sighs> It, it was really weird because he challenges him to show up to Raw next week so he can rip Rusev's balls off and shove them down his throat. <laughs> and then Rusev said that he's going to be, next week will be the return of the Bulgarian brute and he will be doing unspeakable things to Lashley and Lana can have him when he's done with him. So I don't know if they're booking a live sex celebration or or what. <laughs> Imagine. But it sounded... A, a live cast race. It, I don't know. know. It sounded... Really, really weird to me. But after this segment, our truth was being interviewed where they finally mentioned the fact that he won the most WWE championships in WWE history, which negates basically what happened last week with Miz and Kofi Kingston being tied for most title wins of the decade. But uh, Liv Morgan cuts this off and said that she's going to be in Rusev's corner next week since Lana is going to be in Lashley's corner. Does that mean there's going to be a... Get back! It, it, it kind of seems like that's what's going to be happening, which sucks. Hey, listen, WWE, I know you're listening. Bring Joey Styles in. Please. What is he doing that he hasn't, like, been, like, a guest spot at AEW? I don't know. Maybe he works behind the scenes at WWE. I don't think so. Well... Next up, Charlotte Flair versus Sarah Logan, which uh, ends up not happening. No contest or it doesn't even start because uh, Sarah Logan attacked Charlotte before the match and they brawled. Which Good. it's like for months, like Logan's been non-existent, really. Like even well, even it, during the Survivor Series match, it was just like weird that she was in there. But yeah. she in during this segment, she ends up she's like uh, she slams Charlotte's flair, uh, Charlotte's flair. Charlotte's robe on the mat <laughs> and like stomps on it and throws it outside. So it was nice to see Sarah Logan in this spot where I would have liked to have seen her come out on top, but I think they're ultimately maybe pushing Charlotte to win the rumble. I think so, but I don't think she should go for the raw title because I think like, Oh, I would, I would so, be like, furious. I'd be absolutely furious. <laughs> I swear uh, yeah. to God, I'd be furious if it Brandon was. That's if it was, be, dude, I'm canceling. No, my I wouldn't cancel anything. But if it's Flair versus, Be- I can't take Flair versus Becky Lynch again. I cannot do no, that. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Becky versus Ronda. But how do you? How do yeah, you give book us the that match. In? How do you end he, up having that? Becky Lynch standing tall. This is what they talked about in Busted Open, and I, I hundred percent agree. Becky Lynch standing tall over Oscar. She celebrating all of a sudden. She turns around and. Ron Rouse, he's standing right there and beats the ever-living heck out of her. Is there, like, is there any... Yeah, but... I... Have Charlotte go after Bailey. See, that's... Like, I, I get... Bailey has no competition. I get that, but then, like, I still have hopes for horsewomen versus horsewomen. And I don't know how we get there when they're all feuding with each other. Yeah, or they're champions and this, that, and the other thing. You know, I, I, I agree. Um, next up after this, you have Drew McIntyre pick up the victory over No, no Way Jose. Which he, again, takes out one of the Rosebuds before the match. 
Uh-huh. And then after the match, he's like, do you want to see another Claymore? And the fans, like I said earlier, it was like shocking because they were like instantly I think transitioning super... him to be a baby. Yeah, case. but like, where did this come? This was like just done tonight, or not tonight? I keep saying tonight. Keep it was just done that night on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, like he's so? supposed to be a heel, but like maybe he is taking that turn. He, yeah, he did. They're, they're transitioning into a baby and... face. They they don't have enough baby faces. What do they have? Like in in the main event role, they have Kevin Owens. They have Samoa Joe. They need Drew McIntyre because you have Seth Rollins as, yeah. your, as your heels, your, your AOPs. You have your Brock Lesnar's. But he he you did know, the I, most important thing I think of that is that he did the Claymore without dropping the microphone even. Perfect. And that's why I thought like if the WWE Championship was going to be on the line in the Royal Rumble, I would like. I thought for sure like maybe we could see McIntyre walk out as champion, but. Now that like we read the fine print, and the, the title's not even on the line. I don't know what's like. I don't know. I, I don't know if that like leads because I still some part of me still believes that we're going to be seeing Brock versus Kane at Mania. Yeah, I, like I don't know what's going on with Mania yet. I'm so confused about it. But maybe this is just like a throwaway uh, year for the the Royal Rumble where they just like won't care about like taking heat if Lesnar wins. If they're putting Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble, they're investing something into the Royal Rumble. But like they did that, they recently had him in the Rumble, and that's what that's what led to the Goldberg and Lesnar thing. God, let's not talk or about that. I don't know if he was a entrant. I don't remember at this point. I remember Goldberg was, but which Imagine Kevin Owens wins the entire Royal Rumble? You hope who? Kevin, oh, Kevin Owens. Owens. Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar. God, he stuns him in the middle of. Uh... Where is it this year? In Tampa? Tampa? Brother. God, I can't wait for the New Day to come out dressed like pirates. Oh. Did you? I, it was funny because I, I was listening to their I heard podcast. that part, I, I assume. What you're going to bring up. The Mania entrance? Yeah, where they wanted to come out in a van. Which basically, to me, it seems like a, the way that they described it is like, uh, it, it sounds like they were describing the van from Dumb and Dumber, but instead of that, it's a, instead of a dog, it's a, uh, a unicorn. A unicorn with, with big butts, butt cheeks yeah. and shake. I, I, that's great. Well, instead of uh, that's a great thing, but instead of that, what if you came out of the cereal box? Yeah, like, uh, and they mentioned they called him Paul. It's great. Um, next up, Alistair Black picks up the victory over Shelton Benjamin. Afterwards, Buddy Murphy comes out, attacks Alistair Black, which sets up for next week, round three. Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I like that he did his knee strike. To, with with the chair to Alistair Black, and yeah. then sat on the on top I, of the I, barricade. I, I, I can't I can't say anything bad about these matches because they're so good. Yeah, uh, and uh, even this this match itself, as short as it was, I liked the Alistair Black versus Benjamin. Yeah. I, and part of me like, I, part of me kind of hopes that we get some sort of like interaction at the Rumble, but I don't think we will between Benjamin and Brock. Do you think like? Because we're talking about the two thousand, uh, the twenty twenty Royal Rumble. Do you think by twenty twenty one, Alistair Black's going to be more of like a main event role uh, on Monday Night Raw, or wherever I, he is? I don't know. It, it, it's like this this whole like Royal Rumble thing, though. It's just like it's the weirdest thing because if Brock Lesnar is going to be like the he, beast, and he's not going distance, it just doesn't make sense. Like how he, like I don't know what, what number to see. Like Kurt Hawkins taking him out. But realistically, though, what number does he leave the Rumble? He has to be more like the final, like, 
eight or four. Right. So how do you have how do you even accumulate more than one person in the ring at once? To me, that's like it. It's just like I'm having flashbacks to when uh, the new Nexus controlled most of the the match. Or to see a yeah. Like that's what I have like high hopes for a bunch of surprises, but I don't. I really don't see how you could have a bunch of surprises when you literally have Brock Lesnar, who can eliminate Kofi Kingston from the WWE Championship in what eight seconds? Yep. So, like, I, and his whole thing is Suplex City. He could throw people over the top rope in, in instance. Yeah, but they won't do that. So I don't. I just. I don't see like booking wise how how you have like surprise entrance if there will be or anything. I had high hopes for Jushin Liger, but fat chance. Yeah, high hopes for eleven. I had high hopes for Jushin Liger. It would be That's it would be dope, true. dude, if uh Minoru Suzuki made it appear yeah, right. that like never happened, but No, because you know what you get from the crowd. Who are you? Uh, I don't know. I don't you? know about that. You have like a smarter crowd, I feel like, for pay per views like that. I don't know. They're going to Astro Stadium. Oh. Or whatever it is, Minute Maid Park, whatever it is. Don't make fun of fans, please. Don't make fun of. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm making, making fun of, fun of the, because the they, people uh, that live there, the good old people. No, I'm not making fun of them. I'm making fun of the the people that work there. Oh, and no, don't make use, fun of the people that work there. Bang on trash cans for to steal signals. Do they? You didn't hear about this. I don't know. I didn't. Didn't. You don't pay attention to baseball. So apparently, during the Astros' last. World I know you alluded to it earlier. One, yeah, the one and only run. Apparently, the Astros had a camera guy in center field filming the signs for all of like the, the pitches and stuff like that. And then they would relay it to the dugout. And then in the dugout, they would hit on a garbage can like certain amount of times. They'd be like, that would be a fastball. That would be a curveball. <laughs> How does that even come out? Like, what did people like watch footage back, watch back tape? And Uh, apparently people within the Astros organization are coming out and saying about this. Like, apparently one of the pitchers, allegedly Mike Fires, was like, yeah, no, he's like, we're still in science the entire time. So it's a big investigation. Apparently in the next couple weeks, the Astros, they're going to, MLB is going to come down with, uh, you know, hard hitting on the Astros. Did they win the World Series last year? They won it two years oh. ago, 2017. Last year, 2018, was the Red Sox, who are apparently caught in this whole debacle as well. 2019 was the Nationals. And the main event of Monday Night Raw was the AOP. Which, wait, and Seth before Rollins. we say the main event, I just wanted to make mention that throughout the night, like earlier, we were seeing Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, more so Samoa Joe alluding to this third person that they're going to be teaming with to take on Seth. Got a guy. Got a yeah. Guy. Got and a guy. Kevin Owens like, well, I'd like to see who this is. And, he, and Samoa Joe eventually takes to, to see him. And, but before that, I thought it was funny that he's like, it's going to be like the three of us taking on Seth Rollins and the AOP. And like, Kevin's like, I, I assume you don't mean the three of us and like motions to Charlie Caruso. I thought that was funny. I like to see Charlie in the ring. She probably hit a sick her Rana. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know if she's ever trained, but but yeah, as Chris yeah. was saying. Yeah. So it was AOP and Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and the returning Big Show. I popped for this. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, dude, the crowd was and really behind him, too. 
Yeah. Which it's but, nice. But that's the, that. But that's the star power that the big show has. It, which I didn't realize it had been over. Definitely over a year. I think it was what November 2018. Maybe was the last time we saw him. Yeah. Um, but it's nice because, especially after seeing the the rebuilding Big Show special that they aired on the network last year, and okay. he, I think he went through five hip replacement surgeries. He said that, yeah, five hip hip surgeries. Yeah, yeah, which is like crazy. And now he's returned, which was cool. That and the the crowd was completely behind Big Show, even chanting "We want Big Show." I know the I, IWC I just, wasn't ultimately pleased, but yeah, because they were probably like, "Oh, we need somebody like Keith Lee to come." They're like, "Don't get me wrong, I want Keith Lee to come up to Raw SmackDown too, but at the appropriate." Throughout time. the night when they were teasing this, who who did you think might be the third member? I honestly had no. Clue. I know I got a, a certain text message from a certain somebody saying CM Punk. I was a certain his name rhymes with Lave. <laughs> I was. Not convinced, but uh, maybe it would have been Edge. You and the- I, dude, I don't Seriously. know. And then, and, and, then Hawkins, the dude, and then Hawkins posts pictures of himself backstage, or Haw- or Ryder posted it, and he's wearing a, a Sexton Hardcastle shirt. That couldn't have just been a coincidence that you wear a Sexton Hardcastle if, shirt. <laughs> if Edge comes back at the Royal Rumble, I may put a hole in my wall. Edge is my number one favorite wrestler of all time, and if this happens, I'm gonna I, and I get in at like noon, from this job that I'm working. My boss is like, "Yeah, do you want to do you want to fly back in the morning or night?" I'm like, "The morning. I need to watch Royal Rumble." If Edge comes in, I, I'm gonna wake everybody in my house up, and no, no, I'm gonna hear this. So it's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we're ever gonna get Edge again, but. And now apparently, Where'd apparently Paige is uh, teasing a ring return, but who knows? Paige, yeah. But yeah. But anyway, uh, main event. So Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and Big Show pick up the victory because Seth Rollins uses a steel chair. Next week, it sets up a fist fight. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What, you okay? What the hell is that? Well, you know, Big Show's got the whole knockout gimmick. The ALP are these like you know MMA guys. Seth Rollins, this whole new Messiah of Monday nights. He's Jesus now. Yeah. What was the... And all these guys can fight. That's the thing. What was the match? I don't know if it was... I don't know if it was Los Boricuas. Or what was the other match? The the Did they face DOA? I forget. That was a long time ago. There was like some sort of match. I think maybe DOA was in it. And they had like a, I don't even remember. There was some match that they had, like it was like a backstage street fight. I think. I forget. That's what it. That's what it reminds me of, though. I just I can't remember if it had to have been. I think they had a, yeah, a Texas, no, not a Texas, a tag team chain match. That's what it like. It reminds me of something like that. (laughs) My apologies that I forget. That's fine. You sure? Yeah. All right. Cool. But yeah, I don't know what this my... fight. I don't know what the rules entail of that, but I hope everybody's in bikers <laughs> and uh, has gloves on. And Bruce Buffer's there. Why not? Why not aim for Michael? Yeah, you know budget cuts and stuff like that. Yeah. I saw Michael Buffer live at the Garden. 
for for you Saturday won. night's main event when he when he announced Evander Holyfield versus Matt Hardy, which ends in a no contest. You were at yeah, that? Yeah, Dave was too. Wow. Wow. And we had it. I think maybe we Dave had an extra ticket. Wow. All right. Maybe Dave will talk about that in two seconds when we talk about SmackDown. I doubt it, but uh, moving on. Or not even moving on. We'll see how that uh, we'll see how that uh, that shimmies into itself. Shimmy, 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 yeah. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy is right, right on to SmackDown. We are joined here by Dave now, and hey. uh, Chris is there. Hey, yo. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know when to chime in. I didn't. Know. No, that's fine. <laughs> I didn't expect. You to- I didn't expect I, you to keep on talking. I don't. I don't actually. I, yeah, I, we've we've rarely shimmied into the next segment. Um, yeah. Once you said like I'm here with Dave, and you kept on talking, I didn't expect you to keep on talking. That's why I started talking. You know. Yeah. But, you know, it's always good to be on the show. I kind of dig it. You get half with a. Uh, Chris over there, and then you get the other half with me on the West Coast. You know, I good. guess even before we move into SmackDown, what what are your thoughts on Brock Lesnar entering himself into the WWE Royal Rumble as WWE Champion without putting that title on the line? Brother, brother, we're going to have Brock Lesnar, the champion, win the uh, Royal Rumble. Is that dumb? I I like it. I'm a fan of Brock Lesnar. There's nothing that could take place where I'm like, you know what? I'm not a fan of Brock Lesnar. I'm a I'm a Brock Lesnar fan. I think that this is a a cool idea. It's something that's never been done before, where a champion uh, enters. He's entering at number one too, right? Yeah, but like, like it doesn't make enters, sense. The whole point of a Royal Rumble is to go on to main event WrestleMania. So does that mean he just like automatically goes on to main event Mania? I have a feel. I mean, realistically, there's if he does win the Royal Rumble, there's probably going to be some sort of a circumstance where uh, he pisses off someone, or no matter what, Lesnar's going to have a match at WrestleMania. But maybe him versus Kane won't be for the championship. Well, how did how would it not be for the title? I don't know. I don't know. But regardless, I, that's I think how many. Uh, maybe three at this point. Okay, that's three for wrestlingtees.com slash marketing. I, I'm cool with him entering. I'm cool with him winning. I, I still hope Drew McIntyre wins. I mean, realistically, think about it. They just put an entire wrench in the Royal Rumble where so many people, I mean, so many people don't like this Brock Lesnar storyline with him being universal champion as lo- for as long as he has. WWE champion for as long as he has been and like a part-time champion. No, not too many people are fans of this. So for him to enter the rumble, it's going to be one of those moments where even if he becomes in the final four, everybody's going to be watching. If he becomes in the final two, people are going to be on their feet, hoping that Brock Lesnar does not win. And that whoever else is in there, potentially Drew McIntyre. <laughs> the event Dolph, does, Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler's in there in the last second to last and, Exactly. There's so much hope. Oh my God, Ziggler's doing it. Ziggler's doing it. No, again, we got to repeat. Exactly. It's going to be some. I feel like it's going to be something like that. But for me, that stuff is fun where for that moment, for the final four, you start to lose yourself because you don't want to see Lesnar win. And I think it's great. You, you just put something in there that's going to attract so many people. And uh, one more thing. Last we spoke uh, with Chris, uh, we spoke about Big Show's return. 
Yeah, yeah. Very happy to see Big Show back. You know, he's one of the best Lucha Libres uh, ever, probably. Second to uh, Real Mascaris and uh, Rey Mysterio, you know. So really good to see Big Show back. Um, Now, realistically, I have no clue why he's back. I don't know why, what their thought process is with bringing him back. I'm going to assume that Big Show... You're not a fan of this? No. No, I'm not. (laughs) I I know I texted you, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like so literally excited, but... marking out. Yeah, no, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I was being sarcastic for that. I'm not excited for Big Show. I don't understand why. Um, but he's there. We're going to get probably him versus Braun Strowman or something like that. Two different brands. Okay, maybe we won't get that. But, you know, is there a big guy on Raw? Well, we have him next week teaming up with Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens to have a fist fight with AOP and Seth Rollins. So I'm fine if, I can't... if he's somebody there to, to put over the other team. Well, that's the thing. I, I was, If Big Show puts over AOP, like if AOP hits a double-team finisher on him, which they do need a, they do need a finisher that's like – they don't have a finisher that's on a single opponent, right? Um... Like their finisher requires two people. Two opponents. I don't know if they have another a secondary finisher or not, but the yeah, they, double they, power bomb spot I think is dumb. Anyway, yeah, I think they need something creative, but I think doing it on Big Show is going to state their dominance uh, on the Raw brand, and then Big Show just you know drifts off again. Well, I mean, he didn't drift off; he was injured. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, he's going to enter. He the went Royal through Rumble. five. Hip surgeries, Jeez. and question whether or not he'll be able to return. And you're over here like, Bleh. yeah, yeah. That's that's you know, that's how I'm gonna act. That's how I am. That's how I do. Well, not I a think fan that's of it. Stupid. But uh, moving on. Hey, to... hey. I'm not, I'm on a personal level, I mean, that's great. That is amazing. Good for him. I'm happy to see that he uh, is recovered from his surgeries. That everything went a okay. It's not like he's but, gonna be WWE champion. They're not like pushing him to the main main event. Alright, alright. He's just in the main event right now. Alright, alright. Let's see. But once he's champion, then I'm gonna be really pissed. Yeah, but okay, fine. fine nobody's fine, seen then. Goldberg as champion in two thousand twenty, so Alright, so then give me the big show. Yeah. That's okay. So <laughs> SmackDown opens up with Ms. TV. Special guest is John Morrison, <laughs> who uh, did not have his slow motion entrance. Yeah, that was weird. But he did have the pyro yeah. and the theme song. Yes, which he spoke about. Like, first of all, Miz apologized for the way he's been acting before John Morrison came out, and. Uh, then Morrison came out and said that he was going to be originally returning at the Rumble with like a whole dog entrance or whatever. But there were going to be little dogs because there's only one big dog on the brand. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Then, and they, they said something about changing his theme song. I was like, oh, God, I, I'm so glad that's uh, even if that's like written into the storyline. I'm glad that didn't happen. Oh, God, I'm so shook right now. Because I'm sure if he did get a, a theme song change, they would have completely, like, messed it up, given the state of the other newer theme songs in WWE. Yeah, I'm very happy that he got to reuse that theme song. I'm excited to see John Morrison back. You know, like, I think that he's going to be a fun uh, 
stable person on the roster. And I like that they showed that highlight reel um, of all of his WWE accolades because there are so many younger. It's been eight, what, eight years, right? Uh, around that, yeah. Yeah, I think they said eight years. So over eight years, you have so many fans that are watching SmackDown, Edmund and Iran, that don't know who John Morrison is. So for them to include that highlight reel was so important. Um, and, and it was cool. It kind of like reminded you. It was just like, oh, yeah, I remember when he did that and that and that. And now I'm excited to see like him in a hopefully like, I don't know, hopefully they do a like money in the bank briefcase ladder match at WrestleMania again. Uh, well, there's the whole pay-per-view called money in the bank. So I doubt that. Yeah, yeah, but it's not, I don't know. For me, it's not the same as when they did it at WrestleMania. Although, Money in the Bank is not announced yet. Hmm. So, but Would you agree with that, that it's not it's not the same as when it's at WrestleMania? Yeah. WrestleMania, I feel like it's a higher stake. Yeah, I would say so. Was, it, was the last one the one that Matt won? Matt was just an Intercontinental Champion, Mark. But was it, but what was the match? Intercontinental Championship. Oh, it was just a, it was just a ladder match? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh yeah so john morrison uh then related and said that he sees what miz was going through and and why he was acting the way he was and said he was disappointed in the fans for chanting that miz sucks so started being heelish which all the the news sites are like john morrison returns and turns heel my god but Honestly, to me, still, it's just like he's he sees what Miz was going through. Miz is not a bad guy in this situation. Even like New Day come out and they're like, we don't buy your apology at all, Miz. And like they start like having like words between each other. But that, to me, that made New Day seem like the bad guys. I, I agree with you. Like as I was listening to Big E cut his promo and Kofi cut a promo, I'm like th- hearing them and I'm like, they sound very heelish. And then I started thinking like Big E, like I could see New Day being heelish a little bit. But that's, I don't even think that's the case there. I think they're I, clearly pushing Miz and Morrison as the uh, heels, but they're not like course, Miz. Like, the whole thing it stems from is the fact that the Fiend went the, after his family. Miz's family and Kofi's just like, blah, 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 blah. Why? You suck, Miz. You you're you're mean now yeah that's the thing like i was trying to think about it i'm like they're um i mean they could still go on with their acting the way they do the skipping out and everything but i could see like a little bit of heelish more in new day than morrison and miz yeah but uh went right like you said you miz you kind of understand where he's coming from that the team just went after his family yeah a hundred percent i i understand like the whole miz and morrison role I understand. Yeah, yeah. To me, they are not heels. They are. They are. Miz is in the complete right to to act. Maybe he's went about it the wrong way. He's emotional. He's an emotional state. Yeah. I mean, he even said in his promo that he was he was emotional and everything. Kofi was just like, now if you just said I had a bad day, then it would be good. But you kept on going and going. It's like, okay, lay off the dude. I yeah. mean, it's his family. Which led but, into Miz defeating Kofi Kingston. I, I liked uh, John Morrison and Biggie on commentary. I always thought like John Morrison wasn't the the strongest at promos, mm-hmm. so it was nice to have Biggie to like work with on the the mic here. 
Yeah, and, and I like Morrison's uh, taken out of Big E towards the end of the match. Yeah, when, up to the, just hitting the finisher. Yeah, Miz was on the apron and like kicks Big E away from the ring, and John Morrison, the camera basically missed it, which I don't know how you ha- you like you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, but uh, they then showed that replay. It was like the like a twisting cannonball move, like some sort of was... sick parkour. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a parkour move, and they actually showed that in the uh, um, highlight reel. He did that going off of the stage, the entrance stage. Really? To yeah, yeah, he did it to one of those opponents. Like it's like a side sideways cannonball, pretty much. I don't uh, remember. I don't remember that part of the. Yeah, it, he was going off video. the stage. It may have been like maybe onto Sheamus. I forgot what it was, but. Um, it was a cool spot, and I was a fan of it. Yeah, it's yeah. funny when you think about how far Big E has really come too. Remember, uh-huh. like you used to, yeah, yeah, you yeah. used to hate him. It was the get get off my TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you used to have a passion of your hate of Big E. His promos were awful. His attire was awful. His in-ring set was awful. His promos were awful. And look where Big E but has... But they were only... Like, to me, they were only bad because he was doing, like, what he's doing now, but as this strong heel. Yeah, I mean, but that that's... I mean, you really weren't a fan from for a very long time. But then we started saying... When he started to do the comedic stuff backstage with um, uh, AJ and Caitlin... We were like, okay, this doesn't really fit because he's doing comedic stuff backstage with them on like Twitter and AJ stuff. Oh, AJ, uh, AJ Lee. Lee, right? I was like, yeah, that threw me for... like he was doing the like the comedic stuff backstage, but then in the ring, he's coming out as a powerhouse yeah. kind of a guy, and it wasn't making sense. And then he finally switched over to this comedic role, and we're like, okay, this is Biggie. Isn't it weird? We saw his main roster debut match. Did we? Yeah, Mania. Interesting. I, I, I think it was his first match at Mania as well as uh, Fandango. Interesting. That's pretty cool. But next up, you had a Firefly Funhouse. Sorry, but uh, John Morrison yeah. versus Big E's set for next week. There you go. John Morrison's in-ring uh, return. Yeah. But next up, Firefly Funhouse. Um, yeah, it was all about, all about Daniel Bryan. And uh, I liked how... Bray Wyatt didn't use the word hate, but he basically described that's how the fiend feels about Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And he was telling Daniel Bryan directly that he's in big trouble at the Rumble. He said the fiend wanted Daniel Bryan to remember. He wanted Daniel Bryan to change. And now he wants to hurt Daniel Bryan because he's trying to take the title away. Um, hey, if anybody was going to take a title away from me, I would want to hurt them too. You know, don't take my title. And then, so, and then later on in the night, Daniel Bryan was being interviewed about the whole Firefly Funhouse segment, and he was basically, I mean, he was saying that he knows he can break and hurt the fiend, and the fiend can't do that to him. Yeah. And I, he, he was interrupted by Ramblin' Rabbit, who said he knew how to break the fiend. He knew a weakness. And before he could give it, Bray Wyatt uh, grabbed him and shut him up. 
And he was just like, hey, snitches get stitches. Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, and then, that was really funny. And then further later on, Daniel Bryan walked into the locker room for with a there was a present there for him, and he opened it, and it was Dead Ramblin' Rabbit. So rest in yeah. peace again. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Ramblin' Rabbit is Kenny it, from that, Park. Very much so. You know, I mean, how many? I, I actually do enjoy it because Ramblin' Rabbit somehow keeps on magically coming back. And I hope that they keep on doing that because when when you like the staff that they have as the puppets right now, so to take one away, I feel like that would be a disservice. So to keep on just killing off the same guy over and over and over, it becomes really comedic and it plays into the entire Firefly Funhouse aspect as well. I wonder how many different style of those puppets were made. Well, probably, I don't know, probably a lot. Because we have, like, well, now we... I mean, because I feel like we've seen other dead versions that weren't this one. Yeah. We still haven't seen a new character, right? No. Or have we? No. We Well, we just saw the one with the fiend face. The the championship? What do you mean? It was the championship. The champ... No, no, no. Not the championship. Wasn't there... Oh, the doll. There was a doll in one of the segments with the Miz with the fiend face. Oh, The yeah. one with the... The um, one that Monroe was playing with. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that they haven't utilized that doll in a segment yet. Or maybe I, I just haven't noticed. Well, I guess that was more specific, specifically tailored towards Miz. Yeah. I, I hope that they reuse that because that, I thought, was like a cool doll that would be a, potentially have a good character in the Firefly Funhouse. But, um, all right. Moving on. Elias. In the ring, full enters performance, the Royal Rumble. Full performance again. Yeah, and enters the Royal Rumble. So Elias going to win or no? Uh, definitely not, but he <laughs> 100% called out Brock Lesnar for never being there and defending the title. Who do you think is going in- to... Obviously, someone will interrupt Elias. No, I think this is just straight up leading towards... Because I don't know... Uh, yeah, actually, I don't oh, yeah. know. Because like he also he touched on the whole Lashley and Lana segment again. So maybe like Elias gets cut off by Lashley, or maybe he gets cut off by well, he can't get cut off by Lesnar if Lesnar's number one. But I mean I figure I I picture Elias in the center of the ring playing his guitar only to get cut off uh by someone else and get eliminated. But we'll know. see what happens. So Royal Rumble's coming up. Um, one of my one of my favorite pay per views. Actually, my favorite pay-per-view, period. Yeah. Uh, next up, you have Fire and Desire backstage. Yeah, well, um, Sonya was kind of like hyping up Mandy f- for Mandy's match, and uh, Mandy was kind of... Preoccupied. Yeah, that's a good word to say. I couldn't think of a good word to use. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and she told Sonya that she'll meet her out there, and uh, Mandy met up with Otis to give him an um, an I'm sorry cake. Which very uh, nice of her. Yeah, which you know, cake is always great. Some people now don't the que- like cake, but that's I don't. Now really the question that. is, what's the catch? I mean, we we know her. What happened with Ziggler last week? You know, like well, she last week she still told Ziggler to apologize. That's true. What happens if Ziggler and her are an, a thing, and Ziggler and her put. We find out that they put laxatives in that cake. Well, that's I highly doubt that. 
I feel like we would have seen some blow out of that like instantly. <laughs> nice. Because uh, they, that led into <laughs> no, no, no pun intended. That, I know no pun intended. Uh, there was intentions, but Mandy Rose picks up the victory over Alexa Bliss because Heavy Ew. Machinery came out during the match, which distracted uh, Alexa, Alexa Bliss, and Mandy got the roll up from behind, which I thought was I'm, so bizarre. It's so bizarre, but. I love because I'm a fan of Mandy picking up a victory over such a a monumental wrestler as I, Alexa Bliss. I think I just hate it when women end their matches with schoolboys because it's like the go-to. Yeah, finish. I mean that's the go-to that's the go-to distraction pin. Well, I feel like they, that that's for like everybody, but like there are so many other pins out there that you can do, and I just I feel like I just get like bad flashbacks to before women were like ultimately given a chance to like where their <laughs> actual finish was just a, a schoolboy pin. Yeah. I, what do you think about Alexa getting a pinfall victory though over, I mean, uh, Mandy over Alexa. I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't have very, uh, I'm indifferent, I guess. I hope that this builds up to something bigger because I want to see Mandy or Sonya as some sort of a champion at some point. So hopefully this is going to start to utilize them more and more and more uh, into that kind of a spotlight. Yeah. And I, I, uh, and I, I thought that Mandy and Alexa actually put on a good match. I thought Mandy did a really good job. Yeah, and Sonya got involved, as did Nikki. Which Nikki. I, I liked. I like that Nikki's now wearing pants that are very similar to the tights that – or what, the trunks. I don't know what you would call those to, that Alexa Bliss wears. Yeah. But it, it had zero effect on the match because it, it ultimately came down to cake. Hey, it's all about that cake. Also, uh, no, 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 no. Don't say okay. like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you. I, I was going to say that Otis and Tucker are also entered into the Royal Rumble. So it would be kind of cool to see both of them go up against Lesnar in like an actual sort of like amateur-esque wrestling way. I I still see them as a natural disasters kind of a tag team. Oh, I don't and see I love... them like natural disasters at all. I still don't. But I, well, the way that I see it is just because you have two large wrestlers and their mannerisms in the ring, from the stomping around to the uh, colliding with each other with the heads, uh, with the head in between their stomachs. Um, it's just their mannerisms, and it's not a bad statement. I mean, I was a big fan of Natural Disasters as a kid, right? But I, I just that's just what it always flashes into, uh, flashes back for me. Thinking of that, Earthquake should be in the Hall of Fame. But yeah. next up, you had Lacey Evans and Bailey uh, having a little bit of a heated discussion. Yeah, well, Lacey Evans was supposed to face Sasha Banks, but. Banks no showed where Bailey informed everybody that she's she caught a flight last minute to Los Angeles to finish up her rap album, which I think, I mean, it seems like it might actually be a thing given the like clips and like pictures we've seen of Sasha Banks in a studio. So I don't know if we're getting worked or or what. But I see. I mean, we her uncle and, uh, is cousin. I believe cousin is Snoop Dogg. So yeah. it's not far off to believe that she may be in the studio with him or he set her up somewhere or she set herself up david 
Yes, WWE is very powerful as well, and so is Sasha Banks. That is very true. People can do <laughs> things outside of WWE now. It's not 2006 anymore or whatever it was. Yes, yes, yes. Thank but, you, Zach, for breaking down that barrier. Who? Zach Ryder with his YouTube no, show. I, I do stuff on your own. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so continue on. Yeah, so Lacey ends up challenging Bailey to defend the the title, and they have like this awkward, like she says no, and then there was like an awkward like pause of just like Bailey on the screen still. Mm-hmm. And then they like went, they cut away from it, and then they cut back to Lacey Evans backstage trying to find Bailey, and uh, she went to go open up Bailey's locker room and got blindsided. And Bailey ends up oh. ducking the the woman's right and ran away, which and, and I, I I think it's weird because I I could have sworn we were supposed to see some sort of like segment with Kayla Braxton visiting Lacey Evans home to like give us a reason why we should care and cheer for Lacey Evans. I still haven't found that reason. And the segment, the whole segment was so bizarre. They, like the fans started chanting USA towards Lacey Evans. I get that she's like a former military. Yeah. And and then Bailey is obviously based off of that chant, uh, not from the USA or anything like that. Uh, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe a USA chant always has to go towards somebody who or go against somebody who's from another country yeah it it could just be showing support yeah uh, but i just i don't get it and i i the more and more they do this the more and more i just see liberty bell from from liberty bell yeah from the glow tv show on netflix i i wouldn't know that but which you i I think you would enjoy that show the program uh, gina davis was on the last season the pilgrim oh is that you think you think i said the pilgrim yeah, yeah, I thought you just said I the said, program. I, I said the program. Oh, the program. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, you uh, didn't say it. Next. <laughs> All right. I, my, at my old age, wait till you're there, Brandon. Give it another 20 years. What? Braun <laughs> Strowman picks up the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura, who I still continue to say has the best 3D graphics that I've ever seen for the company that they've ever used. Yeah, I I could agree with that statement. I think that the the way that it turns the ceiling into like some something else, I think is the coolest thing. Yeah. But uh, uh yeah. But yeah, so Sami Zayn ends up distracting the the referee here where Cesaro went and grabbed a chair and the referee Sami Zayn I guess didn't do that great of a job at distracting cuz the referee turns around with Cesaro and uh Catches him. Yeah, and they get the chair out of the ring. Sami Zayn hands Nakamura the the Intercontinental Championship to use. And right in front of the referee's face, Braun Strowman ducked it and hits the running power slam to win. Yeah. And I liked afterwards when Strowman was celebrating with the title, Sami Zayn did this quick jump out of nowhere and grabbed it and ran off. (laughs) Yeah, I, I I was a fan of this match. I do like Sami Zayn uh, in this managerial role. Um, what do you think about shit? Like, what do you think about Shinsuke and this icy run and everything like that? They were I feel like they it's... were talking about on commentary about how Nakamura felt like the title wasn't being used properly, kind of. Uh, something similar to that, which made me think like the title is still not being used properly. 
Yeah. Like, I think if they have this match and Nakamura defeats Braun Strowman, I'd be more satisfied with that than, than not because I, I don't, I don't want this title reign to end. I want it to actually mean something. And they're, for some reason, they're not elevating Shinsuke. And it's, it's, it's so bizarre because as much as people say like, Oh, Lesnar's not on raw with the WWE championship, Bray Wyatt, you can have as many Firefly Funhouse promos as you want while Bray Wyatt's holding the WWE Championship. He's not there. The Universal Championship. He's not there. He's not defending the title live on yeah, the on the shows and stuff. He's not there showing of, up live with the title. Yeah, most of them are pre-recorded. Um, and the only time that it's not pre-recorded, uh, well, the only time that you see him is when it's a, um, a dark match. Or when uh, he shows up in the arena as the Fiend, but... Yeah, which is pretty rare. I mean, and it's not like Lesnar not being on TV isn't devaluing Lesnar or that championship. I don't. It's just kind of. I don't think it's devaluing the Universal Championship of him not. No. Oh no. I I mean, in regards to Shinsuke, like in regards to what's happening with Shinsuke, I feel like. Oh, oh yeah, because Shinsuke Nakamura is on TV every week, and he's not. They're not doing anything with the title. They they had him in tag team matches for the past few weeks. Exactly, and him losing to Strowman, it's like, oh well, there goes the IC champ losing to a wrestler that he should. Pro- he well, more should importantly, I, I I would assume the next time they wrestle is for the title, so that's what I'm saying. I don't want Braun Strowman to win the championship. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. He's got the um, greatest Royal Rumble championship or whatever it was. He doesn't yeah. need this one. <laughs> He's undefeated. But uh, up next, Roman Reigns came out to cut a promo. Uh, it was all basically all about having backup and how at the end of 2019 he was kind of embarrassed, I guess, by uh, by Corbin and everyone. Yeah. And then he said he's going to be winning the Royal Rumble, which is still very much so. Well, yeah, but I think it's still very much so a uh, possibility that he will win the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, the Usos came out, cut a promo, and then Roman Reigns challenged Baron Corbin to a match at the Royal Rumble. So he'd be wrestling. I, the way that Roman Reigns worded it, it, it made it seem like Double Corbin. Duty. Well, Corbin was also going to be in the match. Yeah, which I don't like. I feel like if you're going to have, I, 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 there's just like so many people on the roster that I don't think there's a reason to have multiple people wrestling yeah no i agree with you i i think royal rumble is one of those uh pay-per-views where you don't need to overload the card with solo matches or tag team matches i'm not even saying that i'm just saying that like you have if like roman reigns is going to be wrestling baron corbin king corbin on the 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 card king corbin and roman reigns don't need to be in the royal rumble and if that were the case where they do end up in the Royal Rumble, why throw both of them in the Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. But I guess having Corbin defeat Roman Reigns earlier in the night could kind of throw Reigns winning the Royal Rumble. It could. Like, it could, like, distract us from thinking, like, oh, there's no way, like... Yeah. 
He could come out as number 30, 29 or 30. Well, no, no, no. I, I, he can come out at whatever number. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Well, but like he, uh, he would just match, be like worn down is what I'm saying. Like they could have at one point just Ziggler and Bobby Roode at yeah. least come out and like beat the hell out Pause. of him. Yeah. But all right. So this match took place um, and the revival came out uh, to distract the Usos. And then we had a returning Bobby Roode. Uh, Robert Roode returns and yeah, tries Baron, to put well. Huh? First, Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler picked up the victory via disqualification. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the Roman Reigns came out. Well, he hit the Superman punch on the revival, and then randomly speared King Corbin during the match. Yeah, like wouldn't you want like you you just spoke about like how family is so important to you, blah blah blah. Why wouldn't you want your family to have the victory on their return match? And emotions, and then, emotions. Yeah, we'll go went, with the Miz. The Miz defense. He went to put King Corbin through the table, and Bobby Roode, Robert Roode. I mean, returned and attacked him. No sign of uh, Primo and Epico, but yeah. Um, and he tried to do a spine buster through the commentator table. Commentator table no sold, um, leading to Ziggler going with the elbow. Which I also I liked prior to that where uh, one of the Usos went to hit rude and got like hit with the deep six yeah i thought that was pretty cool yeah they had a nice interaction where the heels kind of intercepted uh all uh oncoming attacks which was pretty cool i mean you had ziggler dishing out the super kick and i i thought it was a solid ending but so that was smackdown yeah, moving um, on to some NXT TakeOver UK Blackpool 2 taking place in Blackpool, England at the Empress Ballroom. Such an incredible uh, venue that we've seen before. Which, mm. by the way, kind of, to me, looks kind of like the uh, the Nakamura 3D graphic. Interesting. It's kind of like a similar-esque... It's a, it's a different design, but it's got like the round. It's like a round, have, a rounded top. It's cool. I would have to I would have to compare it. But uh, just to run down the matches that we'll, we we're should do, be seeing. we should we should do the Nakamura graphic on the marking out graphic. Yeah, I don't there know about that. But uh, we have Tyler Bate taking on Jordan Devlin. You got uh, Trent Seven taking on Eddie De- uh, Eddie Dennis. Yeah, for the NXT UK Women's Championship, we saw them recently on NXT TV. Kaylee Ray defends the championship against Tony Storm and Piper Niven, who was not who, on TV. Yeah, we haven't uh, seen Piper Niven in a long time. I I know she well, had. No, uh, we haven't seen her on TV. We saw her. We've seen her on NXT UK. Oh, has she been? Yeah, well, hello. She wouldn't be in this I, match I if she wasn't. Uh, I thought maybe this was like just a, I don't know, to me, sometimes the, the UK stuff is just random, but I guess not because they have a, a show at times. No, I don't know. No, is it weekly even? Times. Yes, it's it's very weekly. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Piper, uh, with her health complications, with like I, she announced like that she was having a signs oh, of Bell's palsy yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I guess I guess the UK is a weekly thing that 
exists. Yeah, <laughs> there's a fatal four-way tag team ladder match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. You're going to be seeing Gallus, Matt, uh, Max, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang, the champions, defending those titles against Imperium, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Barthel, who already have a victory in the Dusty Classic. Taking on grizzled young vets, uh, veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake, who will be having their match next week on uh, NXT for the Dusty Classic, I believe, against the Time Splitters. Mm-hmm. And they're also going to be competing against Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, who, who I believe are taking on Pete Dunn and the, uh, the Reserweights. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right, in the main event of the evening, you have the WWE UK Championship on the line. Walter defending against Joe Coffey. Um, what do you expect from this pay-per-view? A lot of hard-hitting. I know it's like we don't follow NXT UK, but I've I've watched the other two NXT UK takeovers, and they've always delivered like to the fullest, even if I didn't know the people. Do you expect any surprises or no? Uh, I don't know. The the first the first time we had NXT TakeOver Blackpool back in 2019, last January, we saw the debut of Walter. Where he Pete Dunn defended the title against Joe Coffey. Coffey submitted and uh out came Walter. Yeah. I, I don't think that there's and he any... didn't even he didn't even attack Pete Dunn, he attacked Coffey. I don't think that there's any names that have been like circulating recently, like how back then Walter was suspected as signing. Well, we knew he signed and stuff like that, but I don't think there's anybody really uh, that has been circulating like that. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But so that's going to be NXT Takeover UK Blackpool Dos. What else do you got to say for yourself? Hey Chris, do you have a match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week. This week comes from WWE main event. Chelsea Green picking up the victory over Sarah Logan. Uh, great women's match. I've said it on the show before. I'm a fan of Chelsea Green since the uh, since Impact and also her that standout match she had it all out. Where all are you in. watching these? On Hulu, brother. Oh, Hulu. Of course it's Hulu. Yep, and mm. she hit the on prettier. To uh, get the win, I don't know. Did you watch it on the WWE PC YouTube uh, channel? They did a little documentary on her and yeah, Frazzo. I, I saw that. Yeah, and at the end, the, the last shot is just uh, Ryder. <laughs> yeah, doing the the eyebrows, the, the shifty eyes, and just cut to black. I think I, like, uh, oh. I don't recall, but I think that might have been a uh, shout out last week. What? Just the account itself, I think. Oh, dude, what a great account! But anyway, yeah. Check it out if you're on Hulu, if you can find main events. Chelsea Green versus Sarah Logan. Great female match. Uh, and hopefully we see a lot more of Chelsea Green on the main roster because she rules. Yeah, I know this week we're, uh, they had her versus Natty on main event. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to watch that too. Great. Excellent. Anyway. Mm. Oh, yeah. Brandon. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Brandon, who's shouting out? Listening to Brandon shoutouts. Oh well, gee, Eric, I don't think that's a great thing to do. Hey, respect my authority. First shout out goes to Rascal Flats. Did you hear the news? 
I heard the news. Are you going to go see them? Probably not, but uh, I would love to. They announced that they're going to be going on a 20th anniversary farewell tour where uh, they're apparently going to be breaking up after the tour. And uh, Uh, I've I've enjoyed their music. I've seen them a few times. I, I went once with you. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, we I saw think Luke, Luke Bryan, Luke Bryan, and uh, Chris Young at that concert. Yeah, I, and I think they're like I, they're like really good at harmonizing their vocals and stuff. So yeah, they they, they when they harmony harmonize, it's always very good. Um, I don't think this is a concert that I'm going to skip. So yeah, well, uh, WWE The Bump gets the second shout out where I'm I'm not sure if I've given it a shout out or if it was just part of a markout moment of the week, but it, I think it deserves more and more viewers. Uh, I, I wish it was two hours long. It's live in Connecticut every Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. on Twitch, YouTube, probably Twitter, and then it goes right onto the WWE Network. Uh, and then this this week they had Kevin Owens in the studio as a guest. They surprised him with Steve Carino via video, so that was cool. They both have mm-hmm. matching live tattoos. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. And then they also surprised Kevin Owens with animals, which was so bizarre <laughs> to see. Like, it's such a small studio, and they were bringing like they brought like it was an owl at one point, and this giant snake they brought in. They brought in a a baby alligator. Well, he is a zoo enthusiast. Yeah, so he was he yeah, and he was going directly after I don't know if there were any snow squalls up in Connecticut if it prevented him from traveling after the the bump, but he went directly from the bump to he flew back home to Florida and picked up a new kitten, I believe. Is what he was mm-hmm. saying on the bump, but I, I the bump is such a good show because it's like it's it just like it follows a format, but it's like somewhat unscripted, mm-hmm. and they have cool surprises, cool guests. Like the one point, I, I it might have been the markout moment was uh, when they had uh, the 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 night that the team kicked were going to be facing uh, Kabuki Warriors on NXT for the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. They they surprised Tegan Knox with Kane. And she's a huge cane mark, so yeah. So they 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 do like these. That's like last week or two weeks ago, I think, or maybe three weeks ago at this point, maybe even a month ago, when John Morrison was there in the studio making his first WWE appearance in whatever many years. They they surprised him with Miz. So it's cool. But the yeah. last shout out goes to the Time Splitters. It's definitely a markout moment that we're going to be seeing them reunite in NXT for the Dusty Classic. Uh, I, I said it on the Wednesday Night Wars that I think it's been like four years since we've seen them tag. Really? Yeah, they had their their last match was like a fatal four way sort of match in ROH that I'm pretty sure everyone said completely sucked because mm-hmm. it was just like a, a giant spot fest and wasn't up to the standards of what everyone else can compete in, but it was a typical uh-huh. young buck match. So yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> but yeah, so it's going to be awesome to see them. They already reunited for the first time. Alex Shelley made his WWE NXT debut last night at the Pittsburgh live event. So that's cool. Nah, it's very cool to see, uh, Alex Shelley is going to be in the WWE. Yeah. And, uh, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our, our 
mark out moments of the week? <laughs> uh, mark out moment of the week? I do not. How about yourself, though? Well, I got to say, uh, we spoke Wrestle Kingdom early earlier, uh, and 100% marked out that Minoru Suzuki came out to fight John Moxley after he defeated Juice Robinson. And I legitimately thought they were going to have like a surprise match there and then. So that that should be a good match where uh, Minoru Suzuki takes on John Moxley. The most important thing is that WWE ice cream bars are yeah. back in some sort of form. Yeah, it's not, it's not. There's no stick. There's no chocolate coating. But WWE and good humor have a cookie sandwich that seems like it might be similar to the same sort of cookie that they had on the old ice cream bars. I think that that's very exciting. I mean, it's the one downside of that is only four characters. I believe Becky Reigns, uh, wrestlers, <laughs> yeah. uh, Becky Reigns, Cena, and Macho Man. Yeah. Um, wish that there was more involvement of more characters like the superstar bars. There's no real chocolate. Well, there's but... no chocolate at all. It's not. There's no yeah. fake chocolate. Well, there's chocolate chips, right? No, I think it's just straight up vanilla ice cream. Oh, I thought for some reason I thought it was a chocolate chip. Um, and also, I, th- I think something that made the WWE ice cream bars were, and the WWF ice cream bars were the, the box itself where the, you got a little cutout. Well, we don't have we seen We don't know the yeah, box. We're, it's, it's, not a, it's not a box for – well, I, we haven't seen the back of the four cookie box. Yeah. But, but individually they're sold. They're wrapped up in the plastic. I mean, that used to be part of the game was really where you pop it open and you get either you get your cutout and you get a little insert of a, a baseball card, um, a superstar card on the oh, inside that you remember. would just peel off and collect. I don't remember those. What do you mean? The the cards? Yeah, I just remember. I, didn't, wasn't there, there was like a stand-up. That yeah, yeah. They, when, when you started watching, they had the stand-ups that you would cut out and uh, put up there. But yeah, they used to back in the day. They used to have uh, attached to the box was a uh, breakaway uh, card, oh, collectible card. The the very first time I even heard of a WWE ice cream bar was actually at your house. Really? Yeah, when the ice cream man came, we all got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I still have all of my uh, trading cards that I, uh, from the ice cream bars. And then as much as like everyone's like, oh, we want WWE ice cream bars, blah blah, blah and it's like. Were you actually eating them when they had people like John Cena on the pack, or were you kind of not eating them? John Cena was on a pack? Yeah, they had like a newer class of of characters on there, of superstars. Huh. They had Edge, they had, uh, I believe they had Edge, they definitely had John Cena. I think there might have been an updated uh, The Rock. I kind of remember them. Yeah. But not too much. Okay. Good deal. Um, I marked out super hard, and I spoke about it earlier on the show, about Eric Rowan wearing a despised icon shirt. I went pretty nuts about this. I even posted it on my Instagram. Because the despised icon rules. If it's breeds for me. Um, yeah. And I got a like from that from Zack Ryder. Oh, my. Because he knows... Yeah, he knows nothing about the Spice Icon, but it's okay. Because <laughs> the Spice Icon, Montreal, Canada, Montreal Broski, Minecraft Saturdays, 
And then uh, I guess the the last mark out moment was the fact that Tyler uh, Tyler Breeze appeared on Two Hundred Five Live, picked up the victory over Tony Nice. I guess with uh, Fandango out with an injury, it's they they want to use him still, and it's it's cool to see him there. And really, ultimately, Two Hundred Five Live is just an extension of of NXT anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with be, that. Everyone should tune in and watch that. It will definitely be good. So, hey, take it home. And let's put a feather in the cap that is marking out 466. Six. Yep. Yep. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this podcast. The online listening experience that is known as Marking Out. You can rate, review, and subscribe in all your major podcasting applications facebook.com slash marking out twitter.com slash marking out youtube and instagram.com slash marking out 11 email us marking out one marking out one at gmail right marking out one at gmail.com yeah and prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out and until next week we wish you the Lucky, Lucky your future, future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.